Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sorogi and today, as always, I'm joined by Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. Hope the same is true for you. It, it is. And, and guys, if you notice a difference in the sound quality, I forgot Glenn and I had a cast scheduled and I ripped down my studio because I'm rebuilding it. So we're doing this straight on Zoom um, audio only. So next time we'll be back to uh, normal quality. Today, we wanted to talk about uh, the pandemic. And uh, we noticed that our other pandemic episode had a lot of streams. And so I thought we'd check in uh, with Glenn see where he thinks things are at now as we're six months into the pandemic based on uh, where we're at, where do you, where does Glenn think it's going? And then, um, you know, if it gets better, where's it going? And if it gets bad. So Glenn, let's just dive right in. What was the, has your experience been like over the past six months in the mobile home park industry during the pandemic? Oh man. It's, uh, what, what do I tell people about this business all the time? It's the hardest damn business. <laughs> Excuse my <laughs> language. It's like a kick in the, you know, what's all the time. And, and the COVID experience has been absolutely no less different whatsoever. It is still extremely hard. However, what's interesting is, uh, despite what might be going on outside of the MHRV world right now, within the MHRV world, we're seeing an acceleration of transactions and an acceleration of sellers interested in selling, but a significant decrease in the amount of overall buyers that are normally giving us a call and telling us they're interested and doing all this, you know, prep work with us to never make an offer. And what's remaining though, and this is the most interesting part, is that the buyers who are real buyers in today's market right now, they are full steam ahead. And I mean, acquiring parks by the dozens by the week. And, you know, we have one client that has, I mean, just since COVID has closed I mean, at least 10 parks that I can think of. This is an individual, not an institution, not some, you know, massive guy, but a real buyer in today's market. And he's closed at least 10 parks through COVID and he's under contract on at least another dozen. The institutions are making some serious, serious big plays. You know, word on the street is that Meredith sold their portfolio uh, to a very large uh, buyer who I, I, I don't want to say who it is. I think I know who it is, right, uh, right. Uh, but um, from what I understand, uh, it was a, a huge purchase that, you know, had a B involved, a billion plus involved Ooh. in the purchase price. And there's a lot of those plays going on right now. We're talking to numerous uh, smaller portfolio owners that are looking to do more or less complete uh, exiting so they can recapitalize and go chase other opportunistic deals that might be out there right now. Cause a lot of the guys in this last cycle that got into MH were straight opportunists and 
you know, we went from a 10 cap world to now we're trading deals regularly south of the six cap and often, uh, you know, in the four to five cap range. And so those guys are not being effective as buyers in the MH world. And if they can't continue scaling, the next logical thing to do is to exit and uh, get the returns that they, that they were looking for. So we're seeing a lot of that. We're helping a lot of uh, investors, you know, uh, contemplate if that's the right move for them. But the buyers that are in there right now, man, there's some great buyers. We're having less retrades. We're having less deals fall out of contract. And, you know, the, the velocity still seems there, but you do need to know who to target on the buy side uh, before just taking it out to market. Uh, I, you know, a couple of my local broker friends in various odd parts of the country, they have some really nice listings, but they don't know anybody and they take it out and they're like, ah, we can't get this thing sold because they don't know all the right buyers. So they go in and out of contract two, three times uh, and the seller gets, you know, disappointed and says to take a break. But the buyers that are out there that uh, that we have in our system, man, I'm, I'm really impressed with a lot of them. I'm, I'm really impressed with them. So, you know, what does that mean as far as where we are in MH today within well, Can COVID? I ask one quick question, Glenn, before we go yeah. too far? Do you think that the pandemic weeded out the, the less serious investors? Oh, yeah. All the looky-loos, tire kickers, time wasters, whatever you want to call them, those guys know that they're not even trying to pay market price in a distressed, overall distressed environment that they believe um, is happening right now. And, and there is a lot of distress out there, and I can absolutely understand it. If you're opportunistic and you're still seeing parks trade, you know, at some pre-COVID levels, um, it, it, it's not, it's probably not going to fit your MO too well. Uh, so we're seeing all those guys drop out, you know, like, so our, our database has got about 12,000 buyers in there or something like that. You know, we have pretty great interaction with, you know, a large portion of them, but we, and, but we track everything, all interaction, right? So we can see overall that the majority in that buyer base has really pressed the pause button, you know, yeah. um, and, and the, uh, but the top 300 in our database those guys are on a roll. <laughs> Those and, guys and that, are on that, a real and roll. That kind of right leads now. to the next section, which is like, so what's going to happen next? You know, we're now as of today, which I think it's the twenty-third, we now have four million cases of COVID in the United States. It's um, it, it grew nice. by a million in tw like I think it was fourteen days, um, and yep. and it, it seems to be you know exponentially growing. What happens if it continues to grow, in your opinion, and then what happens if it decreases? Yeah, man, I, I, I wish I knew the right answers to these things, you know, and, and, and everybody listen, just remember, I'm just some dude, just some dude who, who just, you know, no, no, no. Take, take stuck his around. So don't, the bank. Don't, don't take this as, as any kind of, you know, wisdom or any kind of, I know what's going on. This is an opinion. It is. It's barely an opinion. <laughs> it is. It, it well, is. Give what yourself is a little more credit right than that. Yeah. No, no. No. For real. All joking aside. Um, you know, if this pandemic continues to grow in in this unbridled fashion that we're seeing, um, it's it has to eventually hamper all things. Um, but when you look at the hierarchy of needs for people, and you look at you know, 
what it takes in 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 all things here the base of all bigger and better things of of happiness and whatever everything that else is above starts with you know safety security and that's generally your home okay it's generally knowing that you have the base support that you have a home a roof you know something over your head before you can even start entertaining almost any other thoughts you need your you're home and you need some food. After that, at least you can know you're going to survive. And being that mobile home industry is really at that bottom rung of your hierarchical needs. I, you know, it, I don't think the impact is going to be as significant in the affordable housing section, whether that's MH, whether that's apartments, whether that's, you know, who knows what you got a tiny home or whatever. I think, I think the lowest rung, which is, you know, extremely important to America that we don't give enough attention to is actually going to prove itself out to be the safest investment corridor uh, during these type of recessions. Because, you know, it, it, my, my first mentor told me this, you know, and I, and, and I read it in a book before he even told me that. And I'm sure the guy that wrote it in the book heard it from some other guy. And you will always need a place to live. You know, so if you are the property owner of those places to live and you're in that most affordable range that that seems to to be this this MH industry right now, you should be fine right now within COVID, you know, collections, you know, more or less across the board, excluding, you know, obvious caveats and things like that. We're more or less at around 95 percent collections or stated a, 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 a different way. There's barely a delta between today's collections and collections from 12 months ago. Now, of course, there's people taking advantage and all that kind of stuff, but it's not the norm uh, in MH right now. And there's, you know, there's reason to believe that the, you know, the impact on the economy is going to, you know, far, uh, it's going to have a, a far more impactful uh, environment in these higher end apartments, these secondary apartments, these second homes, these additional workspaces, these, you know, office buildings that, you know, scale too fast and now have nobody, you know, in their space, but now they're going to need to figure out how to social distance if they want their people to return. I think that's, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be very impactful. But at the end of the day, People are still receiving checks. People are still making money and they're still going to need a place to live. Now, if all hell goes, you know, go, you know, goes, if all, if all things go to hell, then excuse the language again, then, you know, we got bigger problems. You know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to speculate on things getting that bad because I don't believe they're going to get that bad. I, I truly believe the government's going to get this under control. And if they <laughs> short, you know, sooner or later, they're, I mean, even uh -huh. Trump's now wearing a mask on, on, on camera, you know, so okay, you know, Glenn. baby steps and things like that will get us through this. And the government has always pulled through at the end of the day for these massive type of things. And America has always pulled through. through I believe in America. Not, so, sure, you know, not so sure. I'm, how I'm scared about things. some of these things, like how fast a, you know, a, a vaccine's coming out, which is amazing. And, and, and these doctors are brilliant and they're so great. But I'm scared to be any of those first group test groups on the on the vaccine. So it's going to be a couple of years, in my opinion, that you know we're going to have some 
uh, accelerated anxiety about everything. But I think MH is going to be able to weather the storm pretty well. I hope it does. And then moving forward, boy, if we come out of this thing, we're going to really be looking like a shining star. And it's, you know, probably going to have a continued run, you know. And, you know, we, for some reason, I mean, I had this, me and Charles, my partner, you know, we talk about this, you know, often is, you know, if, if, if all hell does break loose and we end up in a hyperinflationary environment, you know, the, the best, the best remedy to hyperinflation is hard assets and hard goods. You know, the dollars, right. you know, the dollars can get weak and, you know, things can get crazy expensive. Uh, but if you're already in position with hard goods and, ha and hard assets, often um, that's a safe position to be in. You know, you don't want to be in a cash position. So if people start anticipating that being uh, a reality, you're going to see yet again another run at MH. Um, so, you know, good market or bad market, I think MH is going to weather and I think it's going to be fine. And I think we're going to have a, a nice resurgence in, into this industry. It's going to hopefully breathe a lot of new capital into here and really upgrade at the end of the day, uh, the majority of these parks, you know, assuming, you know, assuming the demand is still there for MH and I, and I believe it will be, you know, and I think the capital is going to, you know, really come into this industry. I can't tell you how many guys just this, in this last 10 days that I've talked to are looking to deploy at least a quarter billion dollars into this industry over the next, you know, 12, 24 months. Billion, you know, million, 250 million, you know, quarter billion, you know, uh, just, just in, in this year alone or in the next year or two alone. Um, it's, it's impressive, you know, because the big guys are really noticing the security and the safety of, and the resiliency of, of our industry. The small guys are sitting there scratching their head going, how the heck can I keep up? I can't pay a seven cap or a six cap or a five cap. I'm, I'm working a deal in Florida right now that's a sub four cap. And we just got our first LOI within 10, like with, with not 10%, it was probably within 3% of our offering price. Um, right. and so, you know, like, it, it, like that's amazing, you know, in this, in this environment and that's a 3.8 cap, uh, which is just a, 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 an absurd number. And I, you know, I, I'm not shy to tell the buyer that and I've had that conversation with him and he agrees, but the numbers work out and, and the risk exposure is thin. So, you know, it, for the small guy looking right now, if you're an opportunist, I, I almost say there's probably some stronger opportunities to look at over the next few years uh, in hotels and in maybe some of these other uh, retail categories. Um, but right now people are definitely paying at or above market on MH. Now the guys who are sourcing their own deals, man, my, my, I have a buddy named Corey up in Michigan and, and you know, he's sourcing some really nice deals all by himself, cold calling the, you know, all the owners he can and finding deals at 10 caps all the time. Um, and, and he's got his own great little business and, and if you could, if you're a buyer in today's market and you're able to have the wherewithal to call all day, you can still find a good deal. Um, but uh, in general, most of the deals that you're going to see through brokers right now are not being discounted because there's just not much distress in the MH industry. Step out of the MH industry, it's a different story. And people are having a hard time, you know, understanding that why is it so different here compared to, you know, apartments or something right now, which are about 
I think I read a report that was like either 85 or 90% collections on, you know, most departments across something, you know, uh, self-storage is doing well from what I read as well, but still not as well as MH. And so these things all come together and they make things very confusing. At the end of the day, I, this is what I tell most of my clients that are looking at things is can't look behind you for pricing. You always got to look ahead and location, location, location will remain the number one rule of real estate. And, you know, in the words of Sam Zell, if everybody's looking left, look right. And uh, that was, those three things still apply in today's market, yeah. probably more than ever. Do you, do you think there'll be lasting effects or changes due to COVID on the MHP industry? Has like anything in how you- It has to, rate? right? It, it has to, right? Like it has to. I think, I, you know, I think there's absolutely going to be some change, but with MH- one thing you'll notice is we're a pretty archaic industry overall. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we're slow to change in the MH world. Um, and maybe, maybe that just means it's coming real fast, real soon, or maybe it means, Hey, we're still going to chug along at our own pace, you know, uh, over the next you know few decades. But, you know, this virus stuff and, and, and personal safety and health concerns that everybody has now that maybe a lot of us didn't have, even just, you know, nine months ago um, are going to impact everything. I mean, geez, I have, I literally have not driven a car in over a hundred days. Okay. You know, I like, it's obviously going to affect all sorts of things. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's going to be a minute, I think, before all of us realize that, Hey, whatever we're calling normal now is absolutely a new normal. Uh, Cause it, I don't think things ever going to go back to this, uh, you know, this, Un, unthought, I'm not sure of the correct word for it, but where you just kind of approach things all haphazardly, like we used to, me and you were, you know, we're on planes twice a week, every week, like it was a thing, and we just sat there like slobs on a plane doing whatever we want. I can't right. imagine things return back to that, although I, I see pictures of people doing on planes. another way, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been contemplating, we've been, we've been strongly <laughs> contemplating buying a Class A RV for our team. And, um, and there's some significant tax benefits and a few other reasons why it makes sense too. But because I'm terrified of getting on a plane in the next 12 months, um, and I think it might make sense to do some touring uh, to meet with sellers and, and view some parks. You I, know. I have um, a better suggestion for you, okay? <laughs> now, sure. I want you to really take this to heart. I think you should go out and close one of those billion-dollar deals you were talking about and go buy us a jet. Go buy us a jet. <laughs> yes. You'd be yeah. cool with that, right? You know, I think I would be okay with that. But I, I'm also, I, you know, I, I just don't know if I would be comfortable with that anymore. Just the whole air flying thing is so convenient. and But, boy, it's a dirty, dirty spot. And even if you own your own one, it's not like you and me are cleaning it or, you know, it's going to be some other person that I'm now going to have to trust that they cleaned it properly. And, boy, that's going wow. <laughs> to be a hard one you know for me to stomach. I've been a germaphobe for a while and I'm like, since I would got COVID in March, I have like, I do not give a shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's super weird, man. But Glenn, yeah. thank you for all of the, the great insight to what's going on out there right now. It is a, it is a turbulent time. And I know a lot of people have concerns and questions, but the big takeaway for me was, Hey, stay calm. Everything's going to be okay. The mobile home park industry is strong and resilient, especially 
in economic hardship times because affordable housing is always hugely important, especially when people don't have as much money. And uh, that should make um, all of our friends in the business feel good. There are lots of deals. Some of the biggest deals ever are taking place right now. So do not back down on what you're doing. Go full force and try to make the best out of this time. Maybe do a little more research, right, Glenn? Like spend some time. Boy, oh boy. Always with the due diligence. Always with the due diligence and all aspects of things that are involved with your park. And, you know, as we said earlier, it's, you know, it's always going to be about, you know, location, location, location. And I, I think there is very strong resiliency in our industry. I mean, the Great Recession was testament to that. You know, we, we, we increased occupancy and press rents year over year uh, for the entire, you know, downturn here about, you know, was that? I guess geez, 10 years ago now. Um, and I think that will remain in effect. And, you know, guys, if you're out there listening and you have questions and you want to talk about it, and you want, you're a park owner, you want to see how things are affecting your value. If you're a buyer and you want to see how you can be more competitive and all that, that's what we're here for. That's what I want to help you guys do. You know, you don't even need to use us as the broker, but we just want to be able to be a good resource for you guys and, you know, help you guys, you know, understand this industry and, and embolden this industry to, to, to grow in, in an ethical way. And, you know, I want to be a part of that with all you guys out there. How can they get in touch with you, Glenn? Reach out to me anytime. The easiest way to get in touch with me is through my website. That's themhpexpert.com. There's, you know, links on there to email and, and my phone number's on there. Of course, if you need me direct, you're welcome to call. If I'm available, I usually pick up my phone. It's 423-483-0492. Len, thank you so much. As always, I know a lot of people are going to find this information very valuable. On behalf of the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast, I'm Jason Sroden, and we will see you next time.